Welcome to the Selling from the Heart podcast, your home for authentic, effective, and socially integrated sales strategies to help you master the art of selling. Join your co-hosts, Larry Levine and Daryl Amy, along with some of the world's best sales thought leaders and practitioners as we explore ways to help you grow your sales. And welcome back to the Selling from the Heart podcast. Your co-host, Daryl Amy, here today with Larry Levine. What's going on, Larry? It falls in the air, but here's a here's the best thing. So as we're recording this, it was last night I had, it was the de-installation of my last official duty as going through the chairs in Kiwanis. So for all of our listeners, I've taken them on a journey over the last four or five years on we call it going up the chairs, being president, being past president. Well, now I'm amongst the crowd officially starting today, Daryl. Oh, well, congratulations, Larry. And congratulations to your Dodgers on a spectacular yeah. uh, into the, the main season. This is going to be exciting. I'm sure there will be no shortage of news about the Dodgers in the, in the week six fall. Hey, by the way, if you're welcome, if you're new <laughs> to the Sign from the Heart podcast, Welcome. You've joined a growing community of sales professionals that are dedicated to being genuine, being authentic, delivering true value. We call it selling from the heart. And we love to give a shout out to our good friends at Send Out Cards. Larry, it's fun watching the response of folks as they get cards. Uh, it's, it's amazing to me how something that is so uh, old school gets such an amazing response in today's digital world. I love it. Actually, I love sending them and I love receiving them. I don't know too many people, Daryl, who love racing to the mailbox, but I tell you what, I love racing to the mailbox and even more, my wife loves racing to the mailbox. So she's kind of hooked on this. So she's got this Facebook group. Yeah. All she has to do through send out cards is upload photos from her phone and she and people send her cards. She just freaking loves it. <laughs> well, that's good. Hey, if you're not in the send out cards crowd, if you're not uh, taking advantage of an incredible piece of technology to reach out and develop relationships um, inside your business world, inside your personal world, uh, check it out. You got to try this out. Go to cards.sellingfromtheheart.net. Send your first card for free. Larry, we have, we're going to have a very practical and interesting discussion today. I'm excited about today's guest, so let's dive in. Oh, uh, no, I, I mean, I can't wait to get Tabitha Kavanaugh on, but I have to give a backstory on this, on, on how Tabitha and I met. So um, I just absolutely love McGregor. Scott McGregor is like, he's salt to the earth, and he's, he's just one of the good guys. And it was, I don't know, maybe about 45, 60 days ago. It might even be a little bit longer than that. Uh, Tabitha reached out to me. She sent me this message inside. Um, and I know she remembers this. So she sends me this message inside Instagram. She goes, Hey, how can I get an autographed copy of selling from the heart? And so, so I did a little back, I did a little back checking on Tabitha and I found out she was connected to McGregor and I go, okay, well, I, I said, Hey, Tabitha, you just send me your address, right? Scott, I love Scott to death. I'll just send you a selling from the heart book. Right. So she sent me her address. I sent it to her. I said, don't worry about it. Everything will all work out. And then we connected. We hopped on a call. She read it. She said she took all kinds of pages of notes. But what really meant something to me, Daryl, is Tabitha poses with a picture of her book. And she went out and she shared what Selling from the Heart meant to her. So I go, Tabitha has to come on the podcast. So awesome. Tabitha Kavanaugh, welcome to Selling from the Heart. 
Well, that was quite the intro. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I am See, I was hey, hey Cam, I wasn't going to hold back because I know McGregor's going to be listening to this. So, you know. He is. He is. We're, we're so you know, we love Scott. And Scott is like the... <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Scott is the ultimate connector. And um, I, I just am so grateful that me reaching out for an ask which really I was going to, you know, send you some money for that, but, um, but it all turned into something so much bigger and better than I think either one of us could have initially envisioned. And so, um, it's not a bad thing. No, that's <laughs> so cool. But thanks well, for having hey, me. We've got a great discussion, uh, lined up for today, but I know that this question I'm about to ask you is like near and dear to you. And I cannot wait to hear what you have to say is all our guests answer this question, you know, what does it mean to sell from the heart? Well, you know, I wear my heart on my sleeve. It's pretty much been that way for as long as I can remember. And um, so this question is, it's very near and dear to me because everything I do is with heart, <laughs> right, wrong, indifferent, good, bad. It is, it's at the core of everything I do. And I think selling from the heart for me is never about me. It's about everyone else that I'm talking to. And it's not, it's not about the sale. It's about how you make people better along the way and the journey through up until that point. So it might ultimately end in a sale, which sometimes, you know, usually when you're in sales, that's what you're hoping is to gain business. But I think when I've always won at this because along the way, I focus on the other person and I really care about what their challenges are. I can't go in and say, hey, let me solve all your problems when I have no idea what your problems are. So really making it about that other person and taking a deep dive and asking the hard questions and having those conversations to build the relationship before I even remotely try to connect the dots between their needs and my service or product. I mean, that's really where, where you have to begin. That's the foundation. No, and, and you, br you bring up a good point because I think it's consistently asking those questions. And, you know, I wrote about it in Selling from the Heart that, and it's not to poke fun at the sales profession, but it's just to say we could do better is, you know, quite often we consistently are inconsistent with what we do. And if you consistently bring your heart to your prospects, if you consistently bring your heart to your clients and you engage with your heart and you listen with your heart and you're open to truly building those relationships and you do it consistently, good things start to happen. And I think you both would agree. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it, once you've had that, once you build that relationship, it's like you said, consistently showing up and consistently reevaluating things because in any good business, nothing is staying the same. People are growing. Um, and there's just so many things that are happening, so many moving parts. So to consistently be touching base and making sure that you're on the same page. And whenever you do that from the heart, it just, it comes across. I mean, it is, it's authentic, it's genuine. And those are the types of people that, um, that organizations and leaders want to work with. Oh, that's so good. So good. Speaking of the type of people that organizations and leaders want to work with, uh, you've kind of seen both sides of the fence here. Uh, you've spent the last couple of years in recruiting and uh, really going out and finding high performance sales reps for companies and matching them um, together, which has got to be so much fun, by the way. And, and you've also spent part of your career in, in on the sales side of it as well. And, um, I, you know, as we think about all that today, uh, we want to talk about 
you know, how to position yourself as on as an authentic candidate if you're finding yourself out in the job market as a sales professional. Larry, it all happens. It happens to all of us at some point in our career. We're probably going to go out and, and begin to get interviews. But, you know, as we were thinking about this uh, topic for our podcast, really, for those of you who are listening in going, well, I'm, I'm totally happy where I am right now. Well, don't tune out because I believe that the same things it takes to get a job are the same things it takes to win a sale. Because really, if you think about it, all we do all day, Larry, as sales professionals is interview for jobs, right? We interview for a job with a candidate. Yeah, no. And, and it's interesting because I can't wait to hear what Tabitha has to say. But, you know, here's here's the thing is wh- whether you're calling on, you know, high level executives or whether you're calling on mid-level management or lower level management, depending on what role you play in sales, you're always out there interviewing for a job, whether that be to continue to do business with your clients or you're driving net new business. We're always out there looking. And if we can wrap our mindset around the fact that what do we need to do? How do we need to do this? Why do we need to do this? As far as positioning ourselves, it plays out on both sides of the fence, right, Tabitha? Oh, 100%. I mean, every day I'm having conversations with people. It doesn't matter what level you're at. I, I talk to everyone like they're the same. I give everyone the same amount of respect, the same amount of attention, the same amount of energy coming from within. And I think that's so important no matter who you're talking to because one day that that sales rep you're talking to or that account executive they might be that ceo that's looking for help with their business um and that you know that person that moves from one organization to another again might bump up into a leadership position and it's all about the impression that you make and how you how you leave someone and how they feel after they've had an interaction with you so I think that's really important for people to focus on is at the end of the day, I mean, you're talking to people and those people are going to move. They're not always going to be in the same spot and they're going to remember you, whether you, um, you know, burnt bridges <laughs> or whether you left them feeling amazing with this awesome connection because you actually took the time to figure out what might resonate with them. Mm, that's so good. I'm curious as, as you're, you know, you talk with employers all the time, right? And you're talking to them about what type of candidates they're looking for in the, in the role. When you think about the, um, put, putting the hard skills to the side, I'm talking about the soft skills, the authenticity, um, the people skills. I mean, what, what, are, what are employers looking for right now? Um, and, and what are, more importantly, what are the good employers looking for, right? The, the companies you'd want to go work for. Absolutely. I mean, the, I think at the end of the day, everyone is looking for those soft skills, but people don't know how to measure them. And so they stick so hard and fast to, um, you know, the other types of skills that, to be honest, on paper, so many people have. So at this point, with as fierce as this job market is, what is really going to help candidates set themselves apart from everyone else are those soft skills. How can you relate to people on a deeper level aside from, you know, maybe being good at whatever some of those hard skills are mm-hmm. um, instead tapping into storytelling and authenticity and how you can use your past challenges to really propel you forward today and to use those to resonate with people because everyone goes through hard things doesn't matter what it is. It's all subjective. 
depends on what you're going through and what you're equipped to handle at the time. But I think by sharing authentic stories, that's really how you're going to connect with people on a deeper level. And so I think to kind of tie it back to the the question, employers are looking for those well-rounded people that are going to come and, and be helpers. They're going to come and be, you know, able to adapt if they need something to change. Um, so those are just some of the things I think candidates need to be focusing on is how can I come in and use some of my other skills outside of sales, but what else are you going through? What other hobbies do you like? What other things do you do in life that you can then tie back into the organization and tie back to the challenges that an organization is going through, but maybe a strength you use on the outside that could actually be helpful on the inside. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting because the soft skills so often, at least in my opinion, get pushed off to the side because they go, you know what, we already know all that. But you know what, if if you can tie in, and, and this is where I'm really driving with this is, when it's said and done, is this a conversation? It's a human conversation that we're having. And if you can share past experiences and if you can share, and, and to me, you know, community service is near and dear to me. And I'm just saying, you know, as a sales professional, whether, you know, you're prospecting for new business or you're driving another sale or you're out there looking for that next career, it's how you give and what you give and why you give. And I think people relate to causes that are out there. And if you can bring, you know, what you do and the causes that you support and have that conversation and drive storytelling around it, I think you're golden. That's just my thought. I think that's, yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Tabitha. Oh, no, I was just going to say, you know, perfect example is when I joined something new with Scott. I'll never forget our first conversation and how impactful it was. And I'm pretty sure we probably talked about other things outside of, recruiting for the, for the majority of our conversation. And what it came down to was me identifying. And so being self-aware and understanding the things that matter to me and tying that back to the company and not being afraid to ask him hard questions, even though he's the one that was interviewing me, but it came down to having a conversation. He wasn't drilling me on my past experiences. He just wanted to know me as a person. And that was him, I think, poking into learning more about my soft skills and the type of person I was. And, you know, that leads back to me and the way that I show up on social media and Mm -hmm. wanting to make sure that the way I show up on social media is the way that I show up in real life. And when those two things match, you know, then you've got that, um, that connection and that synergy right there. But we were talking about what mattered to us and we both cared about mission driven work. We both cared about the philanthropic tie-in. And that was the first thing I said to him. And when I found out he was doing something good, literally the hashtag something good and tying back standing O and upcoming standing O encore into this something good mission where we're helping people outside of our jobs. That, that had my heart right there. And I just knew that it was something that I really wanted to be a part of. Yeah, that's so good. I I love this. And, and, you know, thinking about all of this in terms of interviewing for a job or, or, you know, meeting with that client, that new prospect and developing the relationship. They're so parallel. And you said something, Tabitha, that I thought was so insightful. And that is 
storytelling, but not just storytelling about, hey, I'm the hero, <laughs> you know, I'm so awesome, but storytelling <laughs> about maybe a failure or a challenge that you faced um, in your life, in your business career, and then talking about what you learned from it. I, it reminds me, Larry, of our conversation with Todd Capone a couple of weeks ago. Dude, I knew I knew you were going. Dude, I knew you were going there. The minute you were saying that, I knew you were going to bring up. You know, because he spoke about radical transparency. Yes, and and there's something disarming if I can bring. Um, you know, most salespeople and most job candidates come to the table with a you know a, a long list of look how awesome I am, and 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 you may be awesome. I'm sure you are awesome, but. The recruiter or the prospect here is same, same, same. I mean, everyone's, you know, it's just smacks of inauthenticity until, and Todd Capone did such a good job in this in, in, in uh, talking about the transparent sale is, is saying, if I can bring some vulnerability to the, to the equation in that conversation to where I'm able to say, yeah, you know, along the way, if it's a if it's a job interview, um, you know, along the way, there was this time I faced a real challenge. You know, I was maybe I was on probation. I got fired. I don't know. There was something that <laughs> happened that was that was really a challenge. But here's what I learned from it. Here's how I rose above it. And um, to be able to to demonstrate both authenticity and um, like resilience at the same time and show that in an interview or show that in a sales conversation. Um, so powerful and such an incredible way to a be yourself and B stand out from the, the crowd of people that only want to say great things about themselves and their company. I am pretty much obsessed with this topic. <laughs> so this, <laughs> don't spit out your coffee. <laughs> I love, first of all, that term radical transparency, I love so much. And I think that's where organizations can stand out right now, as well as candidates and as well as sales reps. And, and no matter what you're doing, this is how you're going to stand out. And it's like you said, telling a compelling story and make it even more compelling by bringing in the vulnerability. We all know that no one's perfect, right? I mean, right. no one. I know, Larry, you might be, or Daryl, you might be a little bit. I'm far from being perfect. I'll, I mean, my wife thinks I'm perfect, but... I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> I wish. Uh, um, <laughs> I'll send you some brownies, Daryl. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. Jeez. I want brownies. <laughs> um, but you know, I think so many people shy away from talking about those imperfections and that's actually what makes you more compelling is the, are those imperfections. So, you know, I, I, I've been, I was laid off when I was six months pregnant, couldn't find a job, ended up having a three-year hiatus from the workplace because then I got cancer and, you know, it was almost like, it felt like one thing after another, but I learned so much through that and got myself to such a strong place in my mind that now I'm, I feel fully equipped to handle whatever comes my way. And I think that that's part of my story and other people just need to tap into where they've been in their journey and use that when they're talking to people. I was able to, one of my first conversation with a woman who I actually just placed in a head of people position 
our first conversation, the first 30 minutes, we talked about cancer because she knew I was a survivor because I share that on social media. And she actually, I don't want to share her whole story, but she, um, you know, had an experience with cancer with her mom and being there for her mom took her away from her job for multiple years. And that actually came back to hurt her in her job search. Mm. But I think being open and talking about it with the right, the right people and the right organizations are going to recognize and appreciate the transparency, the vulnerability, and where she had been before, because that is one of her biggest strengths now, what she went through and where she is now. So I think, A, for me, I was able to share my story, connect with her. She was able to share her story, which made her more compelling candidate to me because I knew more about what she had been through. And now in her position, she uses, continues to use us as recruiters because we gave her this outstanding, you know, different experience. Mm. So when people are looking to be different, I mean, storytelling, vulnerability, transparency, those are like the top three things that I think must come into play if you want to accelerate and keep growing. So yeah, I, 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 I do, so I have to, I have to, I got to chime in on this. Cause I just, I triple high five this for, for one simple reason is because in the world that we live in today, where, you know, with a click of any button, whether that be from a phone or a laptop or a computer, you can throw yourself out to the digital world. And quite often, you know, does the walk match the talk? And we live in this world today where we think we have to impress, where we think we have to, you know, and, and I'm not saying this in a derogatory way, right? Everyone wants to be the next Grant Cardone or the next Gary V. I highly respect where they're at, but there's only one of them. And I think what really people are looking for is just be, just be you. Just be who you are, walk the walk and talk the talk and eat vulnerability and critique. And that's what drives me crazy. And I want people to understand is, you know, if you want to get seen and you want to get heard, just be yourself. Problem is, is we got to find out who we are and that's the struggle. Uh, Amen. Amen. Well, I think this is such a, in, in, in that, in pursuit of that, by the way, Larry, thank you for putting together the self-reflection journal that you get when you buy selling from the heart. Um, because I think that journey is really important, but you know, the reason this transparency, vulnerability, authenticity is important for you as a candidate in the interview process is you want to make sure if you're going to get up every morning and, you know, get dressed, shave, go to work, do whatever you do in sales, you want to go to work for a company that you believe in. And you want to go to work for a company that, that matches your values. So how can you filter that organization out if you're not going to be authentic and vulnerable during the interview process, right? Because you can just hype yourself up, hide your faults, and uh, show up, you know, and, and get the business cards and the, the new desk and sit down and a couple months later realize, oh my goodness, I'm in the wrong organization. This doesn't fit me as, at all. Better to be authentic up front than to get stuck in in a job where where there's just no um, alignment with the organization. Oh my gosh, that is so true, and that's exactly where I am right now, which is why I'm so excited to talk about it. Because you know, in the past, I was ner- nervous to 
ask the hard questions because you, and I think a lot of candidates are right. Like, especially in this job market, everybody is vying for all of these positions and there's only so many positions and there's so many candidates. And that is what helped me figure out that something new was the perfect place for me. When I decided to show up and ask the hard questions and run towards the questions that made me feel uncomfortable. Cause that's how I knew I was asking the right questions. Mm. And one of the questions I asked Scott, and I don't even know if he'll remember this, but I asked him, if I come on board with the team, are you open to me challenging you? Am I, do I have permission to challenge you? And he said, yes, absolutely. And it's one thing to say it. And then it's one thing to match it. And I'll tell you that he does both. But I had to ask that question because I needed to know coming in that I could assert myself when I felt like I really needed to. If I wanted to fight for a candidate or fight for an organization, I wanted to know that if I felt strongly about something that he was going to welcome that. And that's just one example of maybe a question that might be a little bit difficult for someone to ask, or maybe they wouldn't even think to ask a question like that. Um, But I think showing up and asking those types of questions and you getting those transparent answers from the get-go is really how you're going to surface those red flags and then make sure that you're aligning yourself with the company um, as a whole. And that's going to create more longevity. And so on the flip side with an organization, the more honest you are with your candidates up front, I think that will help with a lot of retention problems because they're going to know what they're getting themselves into. Spot on, man. What a great conversation. This is, once again, at the beginning, we said, whether you're, you're at a place in your career where you need to interview, maybe you're actively interviewing or whether, whether you're totally happy where you are right now, the topics that we've been talking about today, uh, about transparency, vulnerability, authenticity, um, and running towards the questions that make you uncomfortable. What? Holy smoke. You know, that, that one, I wrote that down and started because that right there is, that's gold. Tabitha, I, I am, um, first of all, thank you. Second of all, I'm inspired, uh, by the authenticity and the vulnerability that you bring, um, to the marketplace. And I see it on social all the time. It's a, it's a real honor to talk to you today. Um, if you could leave one last word of advice for this audience of, of sales professionals that really are committed to being authentic and genuine, what would you say? Oh man. Um, so many things I feel like we've, we've really touched on too, is just enjoying the journey and bringing that journey into play with every conversation you have and not being afraid to show up with that vulnerability, because I'm a huge, huge believer that one conversation can literally change the trajectory of someone's life, including your own. And so I think always being open to having authentic conversations and you'll be surprised with where you'll be in three months and six months and a year from now by continuing to do that over and over again, um, because people will know you for that. And then they're going to run to you because they'll know that you're going to be able to make those quality relationships and build those meaningful and lasting relationships with other people. So, wow. I'm challenged to the core. Uh, Larry, what a, what a great conversation, man. No. And Tabitha brings up something, Daryl, that, that I challenge, you know, the salespeople that I work with to do Mm -hmm. is this is I encourage people, Tabitha every day 
you must open up a new conversation with somebody every day. You must open up a new relationship with somebody a, because you don't know where that's going to lead. And to me, the core of selling from the heart is all about building those relationships, deep, meaningful relationships. And we just, we live in this society with social that it's easy to connect. In fact, it's too easy to connect, but then what do you do with it? And that's why I encourage is every day, you know, start those new conversations and start a new relationship with no hidden agenda whatsoever and watch what starts to happen. So good. Yes. Positive disruption, people. It is all about, <laughs> it is about positive disruption and a pattern interrupt. My Jamie yeah. Diglio, my other boss always says that be the pattern interrupt. They're yeah. so used to hearing the same things over and over and over again. How are you going to show up differently? It's knowing your differentiator, but also then knowing how to talk about that. Because sometimes knowing it and being able to talk about it are two entirely different things. Oh, that's so good. Well, Tabitha, thank you. uh, Everyone who's tuned in this week, thank you as well. Uh, Till next time, keep being genuine, keep being authentic, keep adding real value, run towards the questions that make you feel uncomfortable. And most of all, sell from the heart.